welcome to Live Deliciously, the official, unofficial A24 Bracket Podcast. My name is Andrew Whalen. I'm Cyrus. I'm Diodius. And I'm Sarah Chambers. Today's episode features Menashe, the 40th seed, versus Spring Breakers, a Spring Break classic, <laughs> the 89th seed. Menashe, within Brooklyn's ultra-Orthodox Jewish community, a widower battles for custody of his son. A tender drama performed entirely in Yiddish, the film intimately explores the nature of faith and the price of parenthood. Released August 18th, 2017. Directed by Joshua Z. Weinstein, who also directed Drivers Wanted and Flying on One Engine. Written by Alex Lipschutz, Musa Syed, and Joshua Z. Weinstein. Starring Menashe Lucidic, Anna Gonsberg, Nuhamini and Ariel Beesman. Am I, am I just butchering these names? I yeah, I but I don't think these. we're going to have very many uh, uh, Hasidic Jews listening to the podcast, so you're probably okay. And then we have Spring Breakers, an A24 classic. My first introduction to A24, believe it or not. Four college girls hold up a restaurant in order to fund their spring break vacation. While partying, drinking, and taking drugs, they are arrested, only to be bailed out by a drug dealer and arms dealer. This logline does not even give the half of how absurd this movie is. Released March 22nd, 2013, written and directed by Harmony Corrin, who also wrote or directed Kids, and Guamano, The Beach Bum, and its stars James Franco, Vanessa Hudgens, Selena Gomez, and Rachel Corrine, which is, again, Vanessa Hudgens and Selena Gomez, and this doesn't even, it's so funny. <laughs> So absurd. It just adds to the absurdity of the movie. I think this might have also been my first A24 movie, though. At the time, I definitely did not know what A24 was. Same. Also, at the time, I was on Mescaline, which is a very important <laughs> point to remember uh, when um, we take into account the fact that I definitely told Sarah at one point that she had to watch this movie. Yeah, really you were good. very adamant about it because I had never seen – my first Spring Breakers watch was last year. And Andrew was like, oh, my God, you have to watch this movie. It's so good, blah, 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 blah. And I sit down to watch the movie and – yeah, not a fan. <laughs> so, I, so actually, I had an actually interesting question about this movie because I vividly remember watching this movie in high school. And I remember um, someone who said that they watched Inception and that they remembered watching it in theaters. But it was impossible that they watched it in theaters because they only watched it one time and it was with their partner and it was like in their dorm room. But they vividly have this recollection of watching Inception in theaters. I vividly remember watching this movie in like high school, winter, you know, like when it's like, it's free period or whatever, and it's like no one's doing work. And that's impossible. I was in college during the time this movie came out. <laughs> so I have no idea when I watched this movie or where I watched it, but I know that I, I knew that I had saw it before I came and watched it again for this episode. This movie exists outside of space. And time, <laughs> yeah. That's the point. Agreed. I first heard of this movie like freshman year college. I think I like saw glimpses of the trailer. And to be honest, I was like, this looks kind of dumb. I have not thought about it since then and i watched it for the first time a few days ago and how did you feel about it spring bring, bring, bring. <laughs> drop the skrillex song right now i think this movie is interesting there's things happening in this movie that are worth talking about that being said i think that this movie and it hit me during a specific scene that we can talk about is like so nihilistic that it like doesn't even give a shit about itself in a way that is like this time when I watched it and I was like clear of mind, 
was like jarring to me in a way that like I, I have trouble explaining. Like there it was the moment before they go on their like final raid of Gucci Mane's house. I forget what his character's name is, but it's just Gucci Mane. Um Yeah, it's just Gucci Mane. <laughs> they they call their mothers the two remaining girls, Vanessa Hudgens and uh, the mm-hmm. Ashley Benson, and they like leave messages on their phone, or they're talking to them. It's like not super clear, and they're saying these things like, "Oh, we can't. We found ourselves. Yeah, we know who we are now. We know who we are now. We really." And they're like saying things that I think are things that Faith, the Selena Gomez character, yeah. had been Said saying to her grandmother, saying to her grandmother, like unironically earlier. Um, and they're now saying these things to their, their mothers or grandmothers in like very clearly like ironic kind of ways. But is it ironic? Well, the thing that I was, I found at least most disturbing is that I believe they're saying it over them taking the, they're, they're, they're killing Gucci Mane. Yeah. Like they're, yeah, yeah. they're robbing the people. Yeah. As it's, as it's all going down. Well, here's the thing to me, it, it came across like they were, they were saying it like, because they were, they were making fun of Selena Gomez's character yeah. the whole time. Every time she talked about this shit, they would roll their eyes and they're saying it in this very like tongue in cheek way where it's like almost ridiculous that they're saying these things. And I felt to me like they were making fun of any potential themes or like deeper meaning that this movie might have. Like they are essentially, mocking the idea that this movie means anything Mm -hmm. in the movie and when i was watching that and that happened i was like honestly like really taken aback by that um because it's like i don't know i think this movie's like intention was to be like transgressive or something like that and i mean you know in some ways it's successful but like i had a very negative reaction that's interesting because i read it in like a totally different way i didn't think that deep and like, I think what you're saying makes a lot of sense. And I, I would like to go back and like rewatch that scene. I took it at, at face value. Like what they're saying is how they feel. Like this is the life they want to live, mm. basically. Mm-hmm. Does anyone remember the movie? Like it was about this big party. I can't remember the name of it. it came, Project X. Project <laughs> X. This is what this movie kind of reminded me of. And specifically that scene is like the nihilism of it. It's like, what is the point mm-hmm. of all of this? Like what is really the point? of all of this. I can't stress to you how disturbing it was to watch this movie. It felt like I was watching a soft <laughs> oh porn. It felt yeah. like Girls like, Gone that's Wild. That's very on yeah. purpose, like, I think. Yeah, it felt like Girls Gone Wild. With oh, yeah. former child stars who are t- like 20. Yeah. Selena Gomez was exactly. 20 when this movie yeah. was made. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I thought it was pretty disturbing Just in disturbing. its treatment yeah. of women. Yeah. And a lot of people like to look at this through a feminist lens. I looked up some discourse and about how the women are like taking power. But I think the way the camera looks at their bodies strips that for me. Yes. I think the scene in particular, at least for me, where I felt the most disturbed was the the gun with James Franco. I forgot the character's name, but he's like a alien. Yes. Riffraff. Oh sorry. Riffraff. Yeah, yeah not Riffraff, allegedly. <laughs> where they're like using the gun to do like some sort of like It's a gun dick. Yeah. yeah. Dick it's gun, gun dick. It's and like it's a power thing. It's like a power thing and it's portrayed in that way is where it's like oh it's women empowering or whatever but then like when you realize that like he's enjoying it because he knows he's in power it's not as if like these women actually have any sort of control over this thing and he's getting sexually aroused from it too and then you throw in the age gap and it was just like i don't really want to watch any more of this and that was the scene where i was like i'm out there's plenty of scenes where that got me to the threshold of like where i just don't want to watch but at that point i was just like i need to get on my laptop and try to like (laughs) half watch the rest of this because i'm just like 
turned off. <laughs> and knowing what we now know about James Franco yeah. and his relationships with like yep. underage, I think underage, if not very young. Very young, yeah. yeah. Women. I found this movie to be a miserable watch. <laughs> I was only getting more and more angrier. I mean, not only was like the first 30 maybe 40-ish minutes of just all the spring break, like partying and nudity and just gross alcohol on people's skin. Why, why are people so sweaty? <laughs> it's Florida. That actually yeah. makes sense to me. Um, it just kept getting worse. And then I think the part where I was just like, I really can't believe this was when Alien introduced like his like two associates where like they're twins. <laughs> yes. And yes. he's explaining how like they like to have threesomes and yeah. double penetration. I was like, you know... I really want off this wild ride <laughs> and it was only going up. It was only going to become like a taller drop. So yeah, I was not a fan. If you can tell we had just discussed Billy lethal. Right. And like, this is like the same movie along those veins of where it's just like, it's crossing lines, but and in the ways in which Billy lethal gets it super wrong with this, like subtlety, because everything is on the nose for Spring Breakers. Everything is on the nose. There is no subtlety, which makes it even more disturbing. Like even the the sex scene in the pool, it's like, we don't need this. We don't need, definitely at this point in the movie for one, as far as like following beat or, or beats in a movie, we don't need this. And then it's just the absurdity of like, so why, how are they going to kill Gucci Mane and his guys? Like they're just, there's no like follow up as to like no plan or anything. I think, like, about the sex scene, it's what Andrew said earlier, where this movie was meant to get, like, reactions from people. Like, they wanted people to be like, whoa, like, Selena Gomez in a bikini? And it's just, like, at a certain point, it's really annoying. One of my big things as, like, an audience for movies is I like to be treated like I am intelligent, like... One of my least favorite things in the world is like voiceovers. I don't Mm -hmm. need a voiceover to explain to me what's happening. Like I'm watching the movie and I should be able to get it. And this movie, I thought, expected very little from its audiences. Well, again, I think the movie is mocking anyone who tries to read anything deeper in the movie. And I think your point about like the like feminist angle, I think that's intentional that it's just like spending so much time on like, you know, TNA Mm -hmm. or whatever. And like even the scene, like we get a scene in a strip club with Alien and Gucci Mane face down and it's like there's just like debauchery happening in the background it's not really for anything you know um i think this movie is just like it's just sex and violence and like that's all and i think it i think the movie is like again like mocking anyone who who attempts to read anything anything mm-hmm. deeper into so i do have a question as far as like you guys like makeup as individuals was spring break like a big thing for you guys because i not ha- like that having watched <laughs> having seen this movie in florida and it takes place in florida it never explains where where they're going this is like mtv spring break yes they're like girls yeah. gone wild, wild yeah. and that was never my experience like, <laughs> i mean i went on spring break as a college kid and i like did stupid shit but it was like this is super extreme i feel but yeah. even having lived in florida and like spring break is a thing like and maybe it's just because i've i lived in florida it was never like the beach but as to your point with the whole Girls Gone Wild scope and MTV and like that's where it pl- it plays up that nostalgia to me. A demographic that has no idea like oh, it's that's like such a good point that has like no recollection or even like ties to that sort of viewing unless you know you're locked in or informed or whatever. But like for the most part for the moviegoers they don't know what the hell that they're talking about other than like it's spring break. As an aside I, I visualize for some reason them going to Panama Um Panama City, I think it's like a popular beach mm, destination. Yeah. I'm sure you guys know. PCB, yeah. PCB, PCB, baby. PCB, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is going to shock you guys. Maybe not. Movie costs $5 million to make. Box office $31.7 million. So it got the job done. I'm not yeah, surprised people, by that. Lo- yeah. People love, love this, this yeah. movie. I definitely yeah. do remember people being I like, I want to go to the theaters to watch first, this movie. Because after Andrew had suggested and I watched <laughs> it and I was like, I'm not liking this. We talked about it later and I think you were kind of like, oh, like, I don't know, really. But then I like looked into it because I was like, am I missing something here? And people love this movie. So this time around, I was like, okay, I'm excited to watch this again and really see how I feel and I hated it even more than I did <laughs> yeah. the first time. <laughs> the moment, so like like we're saying, I had at one point, like a couple years ago, probably, I don't know why we we're talking about it, like you got to watch Spring Breakers, it's so good, because I had watched it on Mescaline and had a great time when I was like 21 <laughs> years old. The moment I turned it on this time, knowing that like we were going to have to like, I was going to have to like, uh, my comeuppance was going to happen probably. <laughs> and like, it just starts blasting Skrillex and yes. there's just like uh, Girls Gone Wild happening on screen. I was just like covering my face with <laughs> just like, oh my God, I can't believe like I said these things. And then you went and watched this movie and had to think about like me saying that. Like, oh, you got to watch this movie. Just, no, I never held it against you. It's just, I had a feeling. Yeah. No, no depth really to this movie at all. Um, I do. I, I do want to start uh, as a podcast, keeping track of the, count of movies that we've watched that are at least tangentially about how much it sucks to grow up in in florida (laughs) this is number four i think i think we've got florida project we've got moonlight we've got waves and we've got spring breakers yeah Yeah. so let's let's keep that number keep that number in mind Mm -hmm. i did write down at the end there okay fine the every time montage is kind of fun when it's like playing britney spears on the piano on the beach and they're like getting ready to go on their raid i was like all right this is kind of fun you know the the only thing that i think that's like redeeming about this movie and there's like really really very few much is that like the soundtrack it does capture like 2013 oh yeah for like sure. it definitely captures it's like a moment in time yeah it captures yeah. that moment in time very very well there's uh, some cool shots in this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. When they do the first robbery on like that restaurant, I think oh, it was. Oh, yes. And like the car, the car is like yeah. going through and you see how it's being blocked throughout the restaurant. I mean, that was actually pretty sick. It was super dope. And then the fact that later we get scenes from inside the restaurant and it's like chaotic and scary. I actually really liked that because it was like, I thought the movie was going to be like, hey, like actually this is really fucked up. Like what they're doing is really fucked up and it was going to have this like turn. And then it ends up kind of like going back on that again. Like I'm saying, like it, it resists any depth but i think at least from a like direction and like filmography standpoint like aesthetically this movie has things going yeah the, aesthetically. the aesthetically it's cool it definitely captures a vibe um and i like i do like some of the camera work also like there's a few moments where it's like a vhs kind of ish yes, recording yeah. which is which again girls, the girls going, going wild, wild kind of yeah. vibe yeah. Yeah. so that was that was fun this is another movie where like it does show a different side to florida where like florida is really a cool place to shoot movies and they, and they capture that like the neon bikinis and that lights and then the pool with the the um what is it, the chlorine and how it like reflects and it cinematography wise the movie i think it did fine it accentuated you know the appeal of like spring break and the appeal of adolescence without any repercussions so to speak um it is really interesting there's a lot of weird like really close-up shots of mm-hmm. people's faces and like weird angles it's doing a lot of things mm-hmm. and some of it is interesting the score was kind of fun too i wrote that down yeah. it's kind of like tingly like if also, it, scores by cliff martinez who did drive yeah. and mm. only god forgive so really big like nicholas uh winding ruffin fan or nice. collaboration also i'm just gonna say it i fuck with skrillex and i loved every time i played during this i movie. know that about you <laughs> <laughs> that's funny um the movie was filmed in st petersburg um, Tamp oh, or St. No Petersburg, shit. Florida. So yeah, St. Pete. St. Pete's pretty awesome. Yeah, I would have really guessed Northern Florida, but 
That's northern enough. That makes sense. Big controversy with Riff Raff. I don't know if I, I completely, I thought for a second that he was in the movie. And then I remember that, oh no, like that was the character who they who they might have just ripped off of. Didn't he threaten to sue? He did sue. Because of likeness? Yes. Yeah. Um, and and not, in, not just likeness, like this was his story apparently. Like uh, this was his life. He also had threesomes and pools. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't you and it. he told he them. Um, he also had a beef with Gucci Mane. Yeah. And is he, I, I guess. Uh, Apparently, the the lead was that he was p- supposed to be the the star. He was supposed to be the mm. lead for it, and then he went with James Franco, and they just like James Franco is so unhinged in this movie. Yeah, he is. Yeah, a lot not of, in a good way. No, a lot of cultural appropriation. This movie cannot yeah. be made today. Cannot be made today. One of my things in the note. One of my notes is they're just having fun in the pool. Okay. <laughs> 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 and then I also wrote, no, you don't get it. All these montage shots of boobs and butts are artistic. <laughs> we talk about the performances a little bit in this movie? Yes, because... I have a question for you guys yeah, about please. performances. I am of the opinion that Selena Gomez is not a very good actress. Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. No, no. Absolutely not. <laughs> okay. But Vanessa Hudgens and Ashley Benson specifically, I thought held their own. I, I think I, if I remember right, like I feel like this was part of Vanessa Hudgens like culturally being like, "Hey, I'm yeah. not yes. a yeah. Disney yeah. star." But this movie like traumatized her. Yeah. She will not do sex scenes anymore because of this movie. Mm-hmm. Wh- like, why? I read some some interview and it was it made her feel very uncomfortable. This was like her first big sex scene, I think, uh-huh. and the way it was handled just made her feel like uncomfortable and i think just when the movie came out the way that she was like viewed so yeah she will not do sex scenes anymore because of this movie yeah i was gonna say that was the big i mean that was the big appeal for it as we mentioned before it was like these the teenage stars on disney are now like of age and doing wild shit and i definitely remember that being a big drawback as far as like her experience um and she didn't really go into other detail other than that as mm-hmm. far as, like, I'm not doing it again. I feel bad then saying, like, I do feel like she and the other uh, actress you mentioned. I've, Ashley Benson. Ashley Benson. Like, they do a fantastic job yeah, they of, do. of being, like, alluring and, like, unhinged isn't the right word. Because they're, like, in control <laughs> mm-hmm. the whole time in this very, like... Like I said, like alluring and like kind of seductress kind of way. Yeah, I'd say that's kind of what they're encapsulating is like they're in control. No one else knows they're in control but them. And they do a good job at portraying that. Yeah, I do. But it's obviously the, the, the camera is just like very into them (laughs) and everything. And yeah, I I don't know. I, I, I think that this movie succeeds at being what it wants to be, which is just tits and ass and violence and transgression but I don't like it. I agreed. <laughs> and I guess I'm annoyed at the discourse around this movie. I'm like, it's not that deep, y'all. Like, it's yeah. just a movie about. You have a lot of people girls. getting deep on like Reddit, even like our true films and like film theory. And I just don't get it. Yeah. I don't yeah. get it. I mean, yeah, again, I, I make laughing fun. at you if you think that this mm-hmm. is a deep movie. Um, do we want to talk any, any at all about uh, Banashi? I'm down to save most of our discussion, but I will say I have never seen a movie like this before, and I thoroughly enjoyed that. It was a fun new experience. How do you mean when you say a movie like it? Um, the fact that it is in Yiddish and taking place in a setting that is not a setting for a lot of movies. The mm-hmm. whole premise also of like our main character's kind of struggle within his religion and his struggle to be a good father. And again, another movie here with like a somewhat happy ending like things are on an upturn um i really enjoyed this one yeah i agree i thought it was really interesting um it's just a really interesting community i was marginally disappointed by the fact that like i i have i have some issues with like the the culture in the city community maybe kind of like 
it, it's it's a movie about the community and it's a movie mm-hmm. kind of like that's centered on them and so I, I think it makes sense that it doesn't really confront them it does a little bit though yeah I'd say I'd say it's questioning things it challenges sure. them a bit yeah yeah but the ending is kind of like he, he yeah, decides falls into line to and, be a mensch mm-hmm. and fall yeah. on the line and and I think that's interesting it, it's an interesting ending I enjoyed the movie quite a bit and I think the ending is uh, I have mixed feelings about it. Okay, um, but I definitely I, I I think it I it's a better movie than Spring Breakers. Okay. Yes, this is a clean sweep by far. Yeah. yeah, clean sweep. Any last thoughts? I think we'll talk about Minashi some more. Well, it's up against w- Waves next, right? That's going to be a long episode, I think. <laughs> thanks, folks. Uh, thanks for joining us. As always, you can find us on Twitter at deliciouslypod. Find us on Instagram at livedeliciouslypod. You can email us at livedeliciouslypod at gmail.com. And, of course, find our bracket and fill out your own at challenge.com slash A24. That's C-H-A-L-L-O-N-G-E dot com slash A24. Thanks again. Bye.